Well, at least USC had one year with no drama. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, fight on everyone. I'm your host, Mark Holkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching me on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free and I really do appreciate your support. If you are watching on YouTube, and you should be watching me on YouTube, and you wanna become a free subscriber, it's easy, just hit that red subscribe button, hit that thumbs up. Both mean a whole heck of a lot to the show, and because Locked On USC comes at you five times a week, don't forget the bell notification button, and that way you don't miss an episode. All right, so if you're checking the want ads, you're gonna see this, wanted, must possess the skills necessary to run a college athletic department and must be able to accept the new normal of not offering harmless platitudes. For nearly 30 years, USC athletic director, or I should say former athletic director, Mike Bone had a career in college athletics. Before that, he was a student athlete. His life was college athletics. However, if the allegations in the LA Times article that came out this past Friday uh, were as salacious as uh, some would like you to believe, uh, Mike Bone would have been fired for cause. Instead, uh, he offered up his resignation effective immediately. And, you know, you would think that he would be fired, especially since he allegedly had a history uh, that everyone apparently forgot about when they vetted him uh, when, he, when he was hired from the University of Cincinnati to become USC's athletic director four years ago. So if you haven't heard by now, I've said it, USC, USC athletic director Mike Bone, he abruptly resigned on a Friday afternoon out of the blue. Look, I don't have all the facts, all I have are a bunch of allegations, and none of the ones so far that have been suggested come close to rising to the level of a forced resignation, at least in my book. I did a little bit of snooping. I asked around, and everyone's looking around like, hey, you know, it's just Mike being Mike, just a typical Mike Bone type of situation. What does that mean? Well... These are the types of things that you might hear from Mike Bone on a when you walk into the office one day. Hey, did you get a haircut over the weekend? Is that a new dress? You look great. It's a really good color for you. You look fantastic. I'm not saying that's what he said, but it wasn't that long ago when offering platitudes like the ones I just said were considered harmless, complimentary, Today, it's offensive, it's insulting, and it makes people feel uncomfortable. But here's the thing. If, if there's an unhappy employee who has to experience those types of egregious assaults, then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, 
you're going to have the same law firm that Baylor University hired to conduct an independent and some might say a biased investigation. That's what that's what happened when, quote, and I'm quoting, four current and former USC employees said that staffers inside the athletics department had raised concerns to the law firm about Bohm, according to the LA Times article. Cozen O'Connor described Smith on its website as the founder of the nation's first practice dedicated to the institutional response to sexual and gender-based harassment, violence, child abuse, elder abuse, other forms of discrimination and harassment, workplace misconduct, and criminal conduct. Smith's past work includes high-profile investigations into the handlings of sexual harassment and misconduct at Baylor, Virginia, and Colorado. Now, if you're not aware, USC has a history, a recent history of settling uh, high-profile lawsuits that had to do with some of the stuff that I just read off. This law firm wasn't involved in those investigations. So I'm probably a little biased, and for good reason. Because I don't consider generations of men, myself included, who were born in the 1960s or earlier as bad people. Uh, you know, I'm not a father, but these people who were born during those, that generation, these are your fathers, your uncles, your grandfathers, and in some cases, your athletic directors. And we were raised during an era when saying something nice to a coworker was considered the norm. It's being respectful. It wasn't meant to make anyone feel uncomfortable or awkward. It was just a natural thing to do. Small talk, water cooler stuff. Today, you literally, you need permission to say hello and ask about someone's new hairstyle. In the past, I have, and especially during the uh, COVID restrictions, I, I wrote and I talked about USC's culture war and the stuff that was going on. Um, but they took a step in a different direction and they went out and they hired Lincoln Riley to be their head football coach. And that was partly because Mike Bone and his then chief of staff, Brandon Sosna, came to USC from the University of Cincinnati with one goal. They were brought in to change the USC Athletics Department's culture and its direction. <coughs> uh, they had, USC had broken the mold of hiring, uh, going through their incestuous way of, of just hiring someone from within, someone who possibly played football at USC, but who maybe didn't have the necessary experience to run an athletic department. So with, with all the internal investigations about sexual abuse that went on from the dean of the medical school or the allegations that came around, came against the dean of the Marshall Business School and his management style, those were all in the rearview mirror. And that meant it was time for USC to invest back into her athletic department again. And it starts with the football program. Excuse me. That's where people were concerned that USC had lost its identity. They didn't care about athletics or precisely 
its football program. Well, Carol Folt went out and she allowed, she got Mike Bone. Mike Bone brought along Brandon Sossman. The two of them brought in Lincoln Riley. Everything felt good around USC again. It, it felt like things were going in the right direction. Lincoln Riley tweeted this out after Mike uh, made his announcement and after USC made their announcement. I will always be appreciative of Mike Bone for his role in bringing us to USC and certainly wish both he and his family all the best. With the current state of the program in our athletic department, there's really a special opportunity ahead for all of us Trojans. I have full confidence that our university leadership will continue to do everything possible to support us. I truly believe that the best days of USC athletics are right in front of us, and I continue to be totally invested and excited to be a part of it. Let's stick together and always fight on. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> so right before Lincoln Riley gets to kick off his second season, the Trojans headman, the guy who was partially responsible for bringing him in, is gone. Brandon Sosna, Mike's chief of staff, both at Cincinnati and USC, he's also gone. He left right after uh, he delivered, uh, he helped deliver Lincoln Riley to USC. So four years after his arrival, I'm speaking of Mike Bone, again, it was just on a typical Friday afternoon during the off season, there was the news dump. And this is how Mike Bone let everybody know uh, that he was resigning effective immediately. Quote, after more than 40 years of college athletics leadership, it is the right time to step away from my position as director of athletics at the University of Southern California. I have dedicated my life to serving student athletes and advancing the enterprise of intercollegiate athletics. I will always be proud of leading the program out of the most tumultuous times in the history of the profession and at USC with a restored reputation and national milestone accomplishments. I led the process to join the Big Ten Conference, hired marquee head coaches, produced the highest graduation rate in school history, and won numerous and numerous national and conference championships. In moving on, it is important now that I focus on being present with my treasured family, addressing ongoing health changes, and reflecting on how I can be impactful in the future, end quote. But I'm not aware of any ongoing health challenges, but Bone's abrupt resignation would indicate it was something serious and it deserved our thoughts and prayers. But literally minutes after that statement was released, uh, President Carol Folt released the university statement and maybe it was just me, but there, there's a definite disconnect between the two, um, between the two statements. Dear Trojan community, I'm writing to let you know that I have accepted Mike Bone's resignation as Director of Athletics effective today. On behalf of the Trojan family, I thank Mike for his contributions to our athletic department during a time of rapid transformation and growth. We will be announcing a transitions team, compromising both internal and external leaders in the coming days, and will launch a national search for a new Director of Athletics shortly. Over the last four years, the USC Athletics Department has transformed into a national powerhouse. As uh, I'm just going to uh, get through to this, 
I'm proud of how far we come, and I know we can go even further. We are laser-focused on positioning USC and our student-athletes for success and continuing the momentum of our student-centric athletics program with, with excellence. And on and off the field, we will keep you updated on our progress. Sincerely, Carol L. Folt, President. Now, I skipped over a couple paragraphs. However, I promise you, um, not once did she mention uh, anything about Mike's ongoing health battle. I'm wondering if she actually wrote it. <clears throat> Let's be honest. After reading both prepared statements, Mike Bone did not resign because of health issues and wanted to spend more time with his family. He was forced out and he knew he had no chance to win a culture war um, because once you understand who was doing the investigation, <clears throat> this firm specializes in looking for these types of things. So uh, part of the complaint was he was derelict in his duties and not spending enough time doing his job. The LA Times report said it spoke to six USC sources, quote, who raised concerns about Mike Bone's management of the department. He was described as a poor manager who missed meetings he was expected to attend and was often absent from key events, including USC national championship victories. Two former coaches, two former USC coaches told the Times that Bone's leadership uh, of the department was a primary reason why they left. What the Times isn't telling you in their article is that both of those coaches, they also wanted pay raises in non-revenue generating sports before they took their talents elsewhere. They went for more money. So USC's athletic department is currently paying the market rate for an elite head football coach that can generate revenue for women's track or even men's track. Uh, there's also, so, People in, in the athletics department need to understand sometimes you've got to be pragmatic. It's not, you're not looking for, well, Mike can show up, so he's not doing his job. Uh, look, there's also the allegation that he skipped the award ceremony. Again, not confirmed, but it's out there. So what did the investigation uncover other than a bunch of nonspecific allegations <clears throat> that go back to his time at Cincinnati that are coming out now during a time when apparently he's making women feel uncomfortable in, in his department, yet we're living in a, in a society where a woman can't even have her own bathroom. Yeah, I know I'm going down a rabbit hole here. Um, Mike, he Bone said this past Friday that he would not respond to direct questions re regarding the newspaper's claims but he did say in a statement provided to the Times in response to those questions, quote, that he will always be proud of leading the program out of the most tumultuous times in the history of the profession. And look, again, I don't blame, blame him. Regardless of how he was going to answer these questions, <clears throat> regardless of his rationale, uh, I, I think he, he saw the writing on the wall. He knew that he was not going to win this battle. 
I, I read the LA Times report and each of the sub subsequent updates that came after the initial news broke. And I, th I, I came to the conclusion that he was forced to resign. That's my opinion. Show me evidence otherwise, and I will be the first out here to provide a mea culpa and apologize for jumping the gun with my opinion. Again, I just need some specific examples of inappropriate comments to female staffers that sent them having to raise complaints to this level. Uh, like I said, I, I just think that... Uh, there's a lot of hurt feelings, and USC is now looking for a new athletic director. But Mike Bone, Brandon Sosna, they they did an incredible job in their short time they were here. They built the USC athletic department back to where USC fans can feel proud of it. Hopefully it will continue in that direction. Speaking of building, are you looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need to try a great tasting protein bar from Built. You got to try these things. They are amazing because if you're like me, you want to be healthy, but you don't want to compromise taste, go check these things out. They have Built Bars and Built Puffs, and they are healthy, and they, like I said, they taste great. And what makes them so good? Well, for starters, I love chocolate. They're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. I'm in <laughs> right off the bat. And I mentioned, they come in really good flavors like churro and peanut butter brownie and cookies and cream. And what's even better is they're healthy. Only 130 calories. You're only getting 4 grams of sugar, but you're going to get a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, you don't have to go online to order a box. You can go to Sam's Club. You go to Walmart. You are that lucky. If you're near Walmart, head on in. Go to the pharmacy section. You can pick up a four-bar box of their cookies and cream, their double chocolate bar, and they also have something called a coconut puff. And if you're near Sam's Club, run on in, grab a 13-bar box of their hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. If you like me, if you like them, tell me about it, and you can thank me later. So now that uh, USC has to form a search committee for a new athletic director, uh, there should be candidates lining up at the door, right? Even President Folds said, over the last four years, the USC Athletics Department has transformed itself into a national powerhouse. So, as long as, the, uh, as, long as no one is scared off from USC's way of doing things, who should USC go after? Everyone's favorite wonder kid, Brandon Sosna, is at the top of everyone's list. Mine as well. He would be the first person in my Rolodex that I'm calling. But when he was here, I kind of got the sense that he was into something different uh, with less constraints and kind of you have to deal with in college and especially in California. Um, that he kind of dealt with his time here and he's on to bigger and better things as if you don't know he's with the detroit lions organization in the nfl if he's not going to be the general manager one day he's going to be the nfl commissioner one day now i would still make the call see what's out there and he worked for with and for mike at cincinnati so he shares his vision 
and he would be able to pick up right where uh, everything left off. Uh, it would be a solid hire. Let's step out, step out of the box and explore some other names, some potential up-and-comers. How about Aaron Atkins from <clears throat> Cough, UCLA, Cough. Here's her, position, her current position. She's the Associate Athletic Director of Compliance. Um, she's a Los Angeles native. She's overseen all of the compliance efforts at UCLA since her hiring back in 2018. We know USC is really strong on compliance. She works closely with the Bruins football and men's basketball teams. And she's been an asset for the athletic department in areas such as NIL, including with her work in the creation of an innovative partnership with UCLA's law school that provides student athletes with NIL education and guidance. Uh, before that, she spent a few years at Vanderbilt as an assistant athletic director. She was uh, she worked at the University of San Diego. So she checks off all the boxes for me. And um, when was the last time USC had a female athletic director? I kind of get the sense they're going this direction. USC, uh, they have a new facilities project in the hopper. So how about, I believe it's pronounced Danae Barracado, Northwestern University. She is currently the, uh, the Deputy Athletic Director for Operations and Capital Projects. She's been at Northwestern since 2019. Part of her role is overseeing the department's capital projects, including the proposed rebuilding of Ryan Field. That's where Northwestern plays football. Before Northwestern, she spent three years as Director of Athletics and Recreation at New York College, part of the New York City University of New York system, where she oversaw the school's 17 varsity sports as well as campus recreation efforts. <clears throat> Pardon me. So again, <clears throat> uh, seems qualified. And again, I'm focused on USC's got some stuff in the hopper. They need to focus on finances. She sounds like a smart individual in that area. If you want to go take, let's say you want to go raid the SEC and you can't get Alabama's Greg Byrne, well, how about one of his protégés? The name Jay Bat. Georgia Tech athletic director. Here's the thing. He was hired as Georgia Tech's AD back on October 14th. So he hasn't even unpacked his boxes yet. He had been in Alabama since 2017, including most recently as their number two in the department under Greg Byrne. He served as Alabama's executive De deputy athletic director, chief revenue officer, and chief operating officer. He was a leading figure behind the Crimson Standard, a 10-year 600 million capital initiative that's already raised more than 500 million and provided renovation for Alabama's football and softball stadiums as well as the football training facility. Everyone knows USC loves to raise money. Sounds like a good guy. Now, Oklahoma fan would start a war if USC went in after their athletic director, Joe Castiglione, but they might survive if USC went after Marcus Bowman who was their deputy athletic director, chief of financial officer and business strategy. He's been in that role since 2020 and oversees all fiscal and business operations. And I think Lincoln Riley might know him. So there would be a little bit of a connection there. 
And what about an athletic director from a big conference with experience? Maybe USC has someone on campus already. The name Ed Stewart. He's a veteran intercollegiate athletic administrator with more than 25 years of experience. He's starting his first year at USC as the executive senior associate athletic director for football administration at the University of Southern California. That is a mouthful, and I don't know if that will all fit on his door. But he's currently at USC, and he might be the perfect guy to get USC transition their way into the big conference this season while USC is doing their search for a more permanent athletic director. He might be the guy for all we know. He has specific expertise in football administration and operations, most recently serving 16 years in the big, in the Big 12, and he was also at Michigan State and Missouri. <clears throat> That's where he came to from USC, was from Michigan State. So he's very familiar with the big conference and their way of doing things over there. Look, I know Mike's chair isn't even cold yet, but time is of the essence, uh, considering, you know, USC has boxes to pack, TV deals to be finalized. Yes, that hasn't been finalized yet. I'll talk about that more this week on Locked on USC. There's a lot to talk about this week on Locked on USC. And, look, I have recruiting information. I'm going to save that for tomorrow's episode of Locked on USC. However, there's still more to talk about on this episode. And you can bet on that. You could also head on over to FanDuel because Laker fans, you need to hurry before Jamal Murray and the Joker, they sweep LeBron and Anthony Davis and the Lakers out of the playoffs. You need to make a fast break over to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers, you're going to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 that's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I mean, that's a lot of missed three-pointers, Laker fans. What makes FanDuel great besides it's easy to use? One, they have great promotions every day. Two, their mobile app is safe and secure. Most of all, you get paid instantly. Really, there's no better place to bet all of your playoff action than with America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's fanduel.com forward slash locked on fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba so as i said uh, i've got some recruiting notes and updates i'm going to save that for tomorrow's episode i don't want to rush through it we are literally running out of time for this episode but I still got some stuff I want to go over with you. So rather than rush through it, I'll save it for tomorrow. Now, I will tell you that I went to a 7-on-7 event over the weekend at my old high school, Millican High School in Long Beach, California. Man, a lot has changed. The building where they used to teach auto shop is now the ASB building. Real quickly, the funny part was when I asked a couple of current students if this was still where they taught auto shop. And the look they gave me was like, did you just do voodoo? Because I don't understand what you just did and what you just said. I'll talk about that more tomorrow. However, besides the Mike Bone news, <clears throat> uh, Caleb Williams, he went back home to the 
Washington, D.C. area. He got to throw out the first pitch at a Washington Nationals baseball game. Caleb Williams is everywhere this offseason. And that's the power of USC. You win the Heisman Trophy in the day in the era of NIL, you are going to spend a lot of time flying all over the country doing promotional gigs, whether it's doing the catwalk at uh, fat, be, becoming a fashion model, shooting the magazine covers, doing advertising, throwing up the first pitch. Don't forget, Caleb is also very um, involved uh, philanthropically. He uh, has his Caleb Cares Foundation, and he was back. He was back east getting a DC um, office started for his Caleb Cares Foundation. No bullying allowed. Speaking of baseball, and Mike Bone. By the way, just a reminder: he hired USC's tro- baseball coach Andy Stankiewicz, who, by the way, USC was picked to finish 11th in the Pac-12 this season. And the Pac-12 only has 11 teams. Colorado doesn't have a baseball team. Well, the regular season just came to, a, to an end. USC finished fourth. And it looks like they're going to make the NCAA tournament, regardless of how they do in the Pac-12 tournament that starts this week uh, in, in Scottsdale, Arizona. But it look, USC has their first game against UCLA. They get by that one. I will say they are a lock. Um, also in their pool play, they have Washington. If USC makes it to postseason, the NCAA tournament, that means both basketball programs, football and baseball, in the same season, made it to the postseason. I am still looking through the record books to find out the last time that happened. I don't know if it has. Someone out there, if it has, let me know. Because it's been a long time. Look, I'm going to have a lot more to talk about this week regarding the athletic director situation at USC. Information is going to continue to update. I will continue to keep you updated. Uh, make sure you head on over to wersc.com. I wrote a, uh, a really strong opinion piece. It's getting a lot of, a lot of feedback, mostly positive. And you should also take advantage of the uh, subscription special we've got going because you're going to get a lot of recruiting information over there. A lot of nuggets from Scott Schrader, from Marshall Levinson. And again, I'll have an update as well. So until the next episode of Locked on USC, which is free to you five days a week, everyone, you know what to do.